0: hey college kids this is part two of my interview with david so if you have not checked out part one make sure to do that also make sure to subscribe and check out my blog acollegekid.com but other than that i hope you enjoy You're in, you say yes to MIT. And so now you're going to go to MIT. Tell me, first impressions, what was your first day like? Did you regret choosing a school up north because
1: it's (laughs) freezing all the time? Yeah. Uh, So a couple of different points of interactions. So first, MIT has what's called like uh, CPW. It's an event for admitted students, uh, which they host – Yeah. They host that. I actually decided not to go to it because I had a prom and I had prom. Actually, my English teacher made me promise that I would go to prom because I was a little, little antisocial in terms of like Mm the partying scene. So I had to be published. But MIT like offered to pay for me like to fly out like late, late April. Uh, And so I went to campus. That was my first time in Boston. And I was like, this place is so big. Uh, so that was my first interaction. What was your
0: impression of the campus? Because MIT is notorious for being ugly. I visited there, MIT. It was I was actually my first college visit. And the campus was, like, decent, you know? Yeah. It wasn't that like, bad.
1: Yeah, maybe compare, like, to other, like, elite colleges, like a, like a Princeton, New Chicago. I can see where people are coming from. Like, because, compared to all colleges in general, I'm like, this place is an ugly. Like, I've been to uglier. Uh, <laughs> So I thought it was so big. Like I spent most of my time like in its libraries. Uh, so at the Hot time, Hayden Library, which is like the humanities library, and I was like, "Dang, this is nice." Um, and yeah, I was so excited for it. And I ended up doing a Summer Bridge program, which is like students like who come from like very crappy like high schools and who are also underrepresented students. So I was, like, actually at MIT, like, my entire summer before actually starting MIT.
0: Mm, That's good.
1: Which was super exciting for me.
0: And did you make friends through there? Like, was that hard, easy? Were people like you, were you nervous, excited? You
1: know, what were the emotions? I was so nervous, honestly. But I think what made it good was, like, everyone else was nervous. Uh, Like, here are all these other people who are, like, Class of 2023, who are like now at MIT, like we're we've all been accepted, um, and we were taking like classes that would prepare us, like for GIRS, which are like um, kind of like foundational courses, like everyone has to take to graduate. Um, but yeah, I think there's a mix of like excitement, anxiety in the air, and I think it's just like really good to like build community. A lot of the people in the program, like I'm still friends with, and like. Um, yeah, still close friends with, or even if I see him in the hall, like it's very like, it's not, it's, it's totally normal. Like to say, Hey, and stop him in the hall and chat. Uh, And there's definitely a strong community behind it.
0: Okay. I want to, I want to ask one question before we continue on with college. So with a lot of these top schools, of course, there are things that you have to do. Like you have to have a good GPA if you're just an ordinary student, not like an athlete or, you know, legacy or whatever. So if you're just an ordinary student without any sort of like something to you, you need to have a good GPA. You need to have like a good extracurriculars. You need to be like a top student. So, but then after that, people. a lot of people say it's kind of like a gamble. I, I've heard the term like lottery school with these top schools and not just Ivy's, just top schools in general. So do you think that's true? Do you think it's like kind of a gamble? Once you've met the requirements that are unspoken of but are necessary do you think it's a gamble
1: yeah i think I, absolutely i i think the phrase like or the term lottery is a really good description um so i think like the colleges can cut down students like just the very minimum like adequacy like do you have at least a decent GPA, a decent like sat mm-hmm. or like you could be like reasonably well and like if you don't make like a very minimum cut off like they'll cut you out but I think after that, what really comes into what matters most is like your personal statements. Like, are you a good fit for this college? Are you going to take it, like advantage of every opportunity like made for you? Um, and so I think like there's some students like who would like who don't get into a top school, but like could totally do well. Could totally be a great student. Um, so for me, like I got waitlisted, rejected Harvard. Uh, but through MIT, I can actually like take some Harvard classes as a registered student. Mm, and, yeah, like, I've honored. heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So I actually took two classes like this past fall. And honestly, like I, I felt like I was like on the same level of like, uh, and sometimes maybe a little bit more, uh, the same level, of, like academic rigor as like someone from Harvard, even though like I, I ended up not getting into the school. uh So yeah, I think honestly, a lot of times it's just a gamble of like which top schools like you'll get into. Uh, If you're, if you have a good GPA, a good ACT, SAT, and a good personal statement, I think you have a good shot at getting into some, some top school. Mm -hmm. I think what the wild card is, is like, what top school are you going to get into? Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. So we've discussed that. Let's go back to college now. So So you were like in the summer bridge program before you actually started the school year. So is that where you made your main friends? Are they still your friends today? Or did you kind of just jump around between friend
1: groups? Right. So I think that's what provided me with the foundation of my friend group. Uh, And so some of them, like some friendships I kind of lost along the way. uh, And then some of them I still have. Uh, One friendship that I still have is like someone... uh, was like someone we were like PSAT partners so we did homework together and then we kind of fell off like during the fall semester um, but then like we actually like picked up like this past fall uh, during this like past fall like over mock trial which I now do at MIT uh, and yeah and so I sometimes I like some of those again like Summer Bridge friends I made like I lost But, yeah, i just gained friends through, like, other activities I'm involved in. So I'm involved with student government, so I've made friends there. And my best friend, like, I made through my learning community at MIT. Um, So, yeah, I think you just kind of make new friends as you have new experiences.
0: Okay, and I want to ask you something as a person who didn't go to, like, one of the top high schools. So I was... My previous interview was with a girl from Northwestern, and she was also from a first generation she was from first generation low income background. And she said, and I I asked this of everyone, like, did you feel kind of dumb when you first came into your top school? Because you're you're now all top student. You were all top students in high school, so you're all of the same intellect level, right? And she said that for people who came from, you know, low income, did not have access to the resources, it's really unfair for them because they grinded their ass off with what they had available to them. And they did well. They took advantage of every opportunity they had. But then there are people who, you know, grew up in the nice suburban neighborhood, went to the nice high school and, you know, learned more and just had better resources. So did you find that to be the case at MIT like, because you didn't go to the best high school, that was the case for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely MIT definitely has some of that culture. Um, actually, when I was picking colleges to apply to, I tried to actually pick colleges like uh, that didn't have that characteristic so much. So I looked for schools that had a very high percentage of like minority students, schools with a high percentage of like Pell Grant students, So uh, which is an indicator of like low income. And in my... and. And another third factor is like social mobility, economic mobility, like how well do graduates do like after graduation? MIT was definitely the winner there. Uh, But going back to your question, like, yes, like my first year fall semester, like I was so frustrated at people like who were breezing by like in these freshman classes. Uh, Like I knew classmates like who took philosophy classes in high school, organic chemistry. Uh, I was like, what the heck is this? I mean, personally, like speaking personally, I failed my physics class my fall semester. Uh, luckily at MIT, like your fall semester, it's like on pass no record. So if you fail, like there's no existence of that other than this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up taking a um, a class over January that would help me like get my credit, and I was able able to pass physics that way. But like I was like failing that class, I was like dang David like you ain't it so I was a little disappointed there but like honestly I was like I kind of took the mentality like you talked about it was like okay David like you were literally giving like scrappy like materials to start out with like First of all, like, acknowledge that you got to the same place as, like, all these other people, like, you have a silver spoon, like, had, like, access to any AP class they wanted to, had, like, their parents are lawyers and doctors, they know, like, how Ivy Leagues work, they know the college application process, like, uh, they had people, like, to counsel them through, I was like, okay, David, like, we did something even just to get here, Um, but I, I think in terms of, like, what I brought to MIT, like, from my background, I I think my strong suit was, like, really, like, caring about people, like, very community-based. I remember, like, calling my mom, like, breaking down in tears. It's just, like, I just don't think, like, people here, like, care. Like, they care about, like, their grades and, like, getting a good job, but I, they just don't care about, like, others and, like, serving the community and, like, making an impact. So, more of, like, a public interest. Uh, But I, I think that's kind of, like, my strong suit. And so, like, Maybe like I'm not always top of my class academics, but I think there's other areas of MIT where like um, I'm, I'm definitely like a stellar student.
0: When I was this first came to my like awareness when I was interviewing someone from Johns Hopkins, and they said that in high school, you know, you, as a top student, like it it sounds kind of you know arrogant and such. But if you're like a straight A student, you walk into your math test kind of expecting that you're going to get an A. Like it may be a challenging math test, but, you know, you're going to pull through and get like an A or at least a B. But going into college, it's completely different. Like you walk into a te- test and you have no idea what you're going to get like a 70 is pretty normal at like one of these top schools. So is it the same at MIT? Like you just walk in and you're just like, what I get is what I get, you know, just it will be it, it
1: is what it is. Honestly, for some classes, like 70 is like super high and could <laughs> honestly like be the highest classes. Like there are like stories of like some classes, like honestly, where like you get like a single digit score out of a hundred and like it'd be like the average, like the class average. Oh my God. It humbles you like very quickly. Uh, yeah, it's honestly a very like a couple of phrases that get thrown out thrown out are like jerking from the fire hose. Um, And then another common MIT expression is um, uh, "IHTFP." So it stands for, like, I have truly found paradise. Or the alternative is, like, I hate this effing place. So, like, it kind of depends, like, what what your state is. Um, But I think what MIT teaches you is, like, to work hard, to Mm -hmm. collaborate with others. Uh, Like, I think what I really like about it, like, Everyone struggles like academically, even like the smartest people will say like they're struggling at MIT, which I think is like super great. But uh, it's a true test of like how you overcome like that academic struggle. Mm -hmm. I think like other schools, like uh, a lot of like your IVs like have great, great inflation where like you can close by with like an A, A plus average. Uh, I think like Brown and Harvard are like really notorious like for great inflation. And then there's, like, other schools where Stanford, where, like, you hear of something called, like, the duck syndrome, I I think is the term, where, like, people, like, stop academics, but, like, they put on the appearance that, like, everything is, like, rainbows and sunshine is going well. Like, at Mm -hmm. MIT, like, people will flat out tell you, is like, I've been working on this, like, problem set, like, for a week, and, like, I did them problem entirely wrong, and I'm starting from scratch after, like, 10 hours of work. Wow. Uh, So I think it definitely like humbles you in that regard, but it also teaches you like to work like extremely hard, which I I do appreciate.
0: And I know that you're on the more humanities side in terms of major, but like MIT is without a doubt in America, the top for STEM just in general. I think if you took all the STEM subjects, MIT would probably rank as number one in general. Do you find that like, people who are in MIT, like engineering, whatever it may be, do you find that they struggle hard? Like, is it just really, do you think some classes are just like unpassable? Like, for example, your physics class, do you think that was just like too much? Do you think it's like some like inhumanely like hard?
1: I think some classes, uh, particularly freshman classes, are mainly just a reflection of your high school experience, which I do not appreciate so much. Um, so like tip, I think around like 25% of freshmen, like end up failing, like physics one and having to either like take it again or take some sort of like remedial, uh, like part of it to pass. But I don't appreciate it in that, like in terms, it often just reflects like what access you had to like in high school. Like I never took like a direct physics class in high school. Like I had self-studied, but again, like It's an entirely different thing having a science teacher walk you through. And then even if I was to take a physics class, I mean, there's other people out here like who had literally took college classes um, at like really good schools. Like I know people who took like Columbia, Princeton classes like as a high schooler because like they live like nearby. And I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't get that. Um, But I think all classes are passable. I think like what grade you end up with is like in fluctuation. Uh, but I think there's a really great support system like to help you through whether it's like teaching assistants, tutoring, like there's a wide variety of people like who are there to help you through the struggle.
0: Okay, so we've kind of gone over the grades aspect and I want to, I'm going to ask one thing. So I know that your high school probably didn't prepare you for college at like all because you self-study, but again, you know, a teacher walking you through something is entirely different. So can you tell me how your like ability to study by yourself and your just time management skills in general, like how much of that actually helped you in college? Did you see yourself doing much better in that area at least than other co- other students who just came into college?
1: Right. Honestly, I think so. So like self-studying, I think what it teaches you, it's like start from scratch, like identify a problem and then form a solution. So for me, it was like Okay, I don't have an econ class. What am I going to do about it? Solution self-study. And then I have to flesh out like every step in between that. Like, what books am I going to read? Like, what's the course? What's my timeline? How do I, what study books should I use for like the AP exams? Uh, Which I think is a direct translation and like to college work. Like sometimes like you're literally just throwing course material and have to like learn it on your own. Um, and even if teaching is like really great, like you have to be able like to explain not only like the what, but the why, um, and a lot of like what you learn. And so I think that was really helpful. Um, that other experience I talked about where I was like given $20,000 to like create a project that's really helpful. Like in more the extracurricular social part of college, a lot of colleges like, well, there's always like funding available, like to do things. And I think being able, like you create, use like a budget, interact with different people, solve a problem. Um, it's a very like useful tool in a lot of different areas of college life. So honestly, like the most useful part of high school, and I think like regardless of what high school you go to, is not so much the content you learn in classes, but like the skills and the mindset um, in classes, but also outside of classes. I think that that's really where you're going to learn most of like your applicable skills in college
0: and i have one question about professors so i wasn't aware of this because i assumed that with the price tag that comes with top schools the professors would be like you know top of the top as well and they are they're like extremely smart and well educated in their specific subject but again that girl i was interviewing from northwestern she said those people they're extremely smart they know everything about their subject but the thing is they come to the school to do research not exactly teach teaching is something that they just have have to do based on the contract contract, so your professors, even though they're insanely smart, they just don't know how to articulate it. They're not good teachers. Is that the same at MIT?
1: Yeah. So I th- honestly, I think it's like a mixture. Like I've I, I've never had a professor yet, luckily, but I know some professors like who kind of put teaching to the side and like research takes top preference. I know some like who who kind of like value research and teaching the same, but again, like these people aren't trained to teach like they don't go through an education program like they know how to teach like differential equations, multivariable calculus, but they don't know how to convey that knowledge. what are the techniques you need to use to make sure that someone else understands it. They don't have like formal training in that, which is definitely a downside and then you get get into like some professors who are like really great, like who, who can do the research, definitely. They're like really great, like in terms of like teaching students. Um, And whether that's like forming personal relationships in office hours, or how they explain concepts, it's just like, amazing. So I don't think it's a uniform answer. I think you're going to get a mix of like all three of the categories I described at really any college. Um, So I, I think it's more around just like kind of hearing around from fellow students about maybe like, what professors you should take and which you may want to stay away from.
0: Oh, like, rate my professor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the, I guess you could say extracurricular social part of college. So coming into college, how did you get involved? And unfortunately, COVID happened and that probably like completely destroyed a lot of your plans. So, but coming in, did you, how did you get involved? Did you know you wanted to get involved? Did you even have time to... So can you take us through that?
1: Right. Um, so the biggest one I wanted to get involved with was student government. So mm-hmm. which at MIT, it's called the Undergraduate Association. Um, and I really, yeah, kind of, it was a very, puts you in the spotlight of a lot of different policies. You kind of get this bird nest view of the Institute. Um, so that was the one I wanted, wanted to get connected with. I ended up like joining four different committees um like, yeah like community diversity alumni affairs um education uh and involvement so like really getting to like be in some of the committees that are like most influential to student life Um yeah and I think besides that like I would just try different things like throughout the year um I think in the spring like I tried out like concert band Um, I also started up like a pre-law society at MIT spring semester. And then my new thing to try out, like my sophomore year was mock trial. And so I tried that out fall semester. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's just a matter of like trying and seeing seeing what works. And
0: I know that, again, COVID just you probably have only been through one real semester of college, right? Like actually, right. <laughs> was awful, so, but I, I know COVID like canceled all of these things, but when you are able to get back into the university, most likely like later this year, probably your junior year, do you know that you can take advantage of like different internships? Do you have some of them lined up and that you're like interested in taking?
1: Right. I actually, I feel pretty good on the internship side. Um, uh, so my, the spring and summer of 2020, I interned at this special education nonprofit in Boston. So it's like with them for seven months In the spring, I was able to get academic credit for the summer. I was actually able to get some funding like from the political science department. Uh, and I think it was really just a great experience to learn more about like special education from a very like advocacy uh, and a little bit of like a legal perspective. Uh, So I was really happy with that internship. This summer, I'm super excited. I got into MIT's DC uh, summer internship program, which basically like provides you with really great funding, alumni connections, uh, to get an internship of your choosing in Washington, DC. Uh, And so I think there's a lot of like support in terms of like getting internships. And I'm super grateful to be able to take advantage of it.
0: That's great. And the in is, I assume that's why you're in D.C. now. Is that? Why?
1: Well, yeah, I honestly picked D.C. just because I wanted to live here, but uh, I'll be here for the summer as well. So I guess it kind of just worked out.
0: Oh, is that, that kind of with your political science major? Like, is that why you're like in D.C.?
1: Yeah. So for me, I just wanted to try out some new cities since I'm not on campus. Uh, so I'm actually from, as I'm sure you know, I'm from Louisiana, left there the so in the fall i actually lived in chicago so tried that out uh and isn't idea, it the
0: best city in the world
1: it's so okay the food scene is really good honestly like i judge a city by their food and i was like okay uh and then dc i was like i guess as the political science person in me like you have to live in dc mm-hmm. uh, so i was like okay i'll live here for like the spring um and so far so good and i'll be here for the summer so i was like it's going to
0: be nice. That's amazing. And okay. So David, we're kind of getting to an end here. And there's one thing I ask everybody, and that is two pieces of advice. So one for current high school students, and you can give them advice on anything that can be, you know, extracurriculars wise, preparing for college, whatever it is. And then one piece of advice for college students who maybe just came into college and they don't know what they're doing. Right. It's, it's a confusing new world. It's a completely different universe. So what advice would you give for those two groups? So high schoolers and then people who are just going, coming into college.
1: Right. So for high schoolers, what I'm going to say is I think just put yourself out there, honestly, like try different things, see what works, what you like. Uh and then like once you find something you like hopefully you find it after like your freshman year stick with it build with it challenge yourself step outside your comfort zone um and i think as the senior getting more like putting yourself out there this includes like applying to different things like scholarships um i know for me like there was like a really the Coca-Cola scholarship i applied to never expected to get it ended up getting it
0: the Coca-Cola scholarship why didn't you say it? oh I'm my so god
1: sorry i'm so sorry uh, what but, yeah it's just a matter of like trying like there are some things like you seem like you're never gonna get like you seem like you're not the type of person for it uh but honestly i mean like the the thing that hurts worse than like being told or getting like a no or rejection is like having to constantly think about like the what if like if you never did it so honestly like get it out of the way apply for it shoot your shot uh And then my advice for college students.
0: Wait, wait, One sec. One sec.
1: Yeah. This is unacceptable.
0: Please. Coca-Cola scholarship. Oh, my God. How?
1: how, I am so sorry.
0: (laughs) Can you tell a little bit about that? Because, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, what? It's 150 students that can get it. And just look at it. It's like thousands of people apply.
1: A little bit about the process, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So for any people like who like the statistics of it, um i i think what they uh, yeah as you said 150 people get it and i think like a hundred thousand apply for it like end up submitting an application Oh my god! so i think how it works is like they pick semi finalists, which i think is like 1500 anywhere from 15 to like 2500 like students um and i think it's like based based on like your like gpa act personal statements Going from semifinalists to finalists, which I think they pick like 250. I think they send you a whole bunch of essays where like you really hone in on really your community service. Like Coca-Cola Scholars is very centered around like public service, how you engage with your community and not so Mm -hmm. much like your academic prowess. Um, That's the biggest thing. And then once you're a finalist, they'll interview you. They interview all 250 or so students. Uh, to pick like hundred and fifty like final slot, um, and if you're yeah, and then you're a Coca-Cola scholar. But it's yeah, really for people who are passionate about like serving others and making a a really strong like impact in their communities.
0: Oh, so is that what it is? Like what the essays are about? Like the kind of community service you did?
1: Right. Yeah. It's the the mission of Coca-Cola Scholars is like developing like community leaders. Uh, and so if service is something that you're passionate and have a, a heart for, uh, definitely recommend applying.
0: Oh, my God. you MIT has humbled you too much. A Coca-Cola scholarship? Wow. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I was like, I, you know, I'm sure you get good financial aid from MIT, but I was like, the rest of the cost, I mean, how are you going to pay for the rest of the cost? But you have a Coca-Cola scholarship. Wow how yeah. did you feel when you like got it was it reason,
1: my car is like apparently like where i go to when like things happen i opened up my decision in like my school's library it was like during the day i was like in one of my off periods uh i got the email literally walked out to my car uh and I just, like, bawled. I literally called everyone, though, in my family, like my sister, my dad, my mom, and no one answered. And it was, like, <laughs> very awkward because I was, like, in between tears, like, ready ready to put on a show, but, like, no one answered. Uh, but I was so excited. Uh, and, again, I think my English teacher was, like, one of the first people, like, to learn about it. Uh, oh my God. Was this
0: more exciting than getting accepted into MIT? I
1: think, yeah, at the time it was so exciting i mean like twenty thousand dollars i mean i was like dang that's a lot of money uh but i think what stood out more to me was just like i like getting like recognized like that i do like really have like i can make a difference in like my community like i know that i've always like done things for my community and i really i think being interested in education just naturally inclined towards like helping others um but i think really getting a coca-cola like scholar for me just kind of like like validify that it was like okay like i like someone sees me as like a change maker um -hmm. i think like the one of the words like in your acceptance letter is like a lightning rod for change and i think for me just like if i think that really like built some like confidence in me that like hey like i really can make an impact Um,
0: that's so oh my god amazing okay okay get on with your advice for current
1: students (laughs) anything Um,
0: else i need to know any other scholarships?
1: Kind of thing. Oh, one other big thing I I guess. I did get an uh, associates degree in like Christmas, so like fall 2018. So actually like graduated from college before graduating from high school.
0: So so basically you're telling me that with your 19 APs, bunch of extracurriculars and schoolwork, you also got an associates degree?
1: I yeah. On what? Um, So it was like in general studies and like my concentration was like natural and implied sciences. Um, So I got it like through a mix of like dual enrollment classes I took at my school. Um, Some like just college classes I took like directly with the college because like I wouldn't get high school credit and then like a mix of like AP credits. And What
0: propelled you to get a college degree?
1: Honestly, I didn't even I wasn't aiming for it. Um, and then like the high school kind of like enrollment person like at the college is like, by the way, David, like you're gonna get an associates like after like the semester. And I was like, Oh, okay. I, I never like planned for it. I, I think it just happened where like I met all like the criteria of like the credits I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Okay. Okay,
0: okay. if if that's, that's all, then that's you it, can that's carry that's on.
1: It. Nothing more, nothing more. Okay. So sorry um advice for college students um take advantage of the students i mean honestly like that's your biggest your biggest uh pro of going to college i think especially like if you go to like a very like diverse school um and i mean like diverse and however however you want to define it so of course um like ethnicity and race income geography i think is a really cool one for me a lot of like your top schools will get a student like from all 50 states, and of course, like a really usually like 10% international students. Um, but get out there and like listen to stories, listen to experiences. Just because like someone uh is like performing better for you, like don't feel like intimidated or anything, like use like use those connections like as a learning experience. Like if you don't want to be around someone because just because like they may like score better than you or like perform better uh, in a class. I think that's a, a really bad reason just like to not interact with that person. I mean, you're here at college to learn uh, mm-hmm. from like some of the best of the best. And I think there's certain things like you may excel at, which like you should definitely contribute. But I think there's also areas where like, of course, you're not going to be the strongest, but like learn from the people who are, um, so, I think just be willing to engage in learning opportunities wherever you see them because they're not always in the classroom.
0: Thank you very much for coming today. It's a very good interview, full of surprises, <laughs> last minute surprises. So, yeah, have a good night.
1: Yeah, you as well. Take care. You too.
0: And that's my entire interview with David. Again, make sure to check out part one if you have not done so already. Also, subscribe and check out my blog, acollegekid.com, for college-related content on there. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one.